is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Today's episode is about managing expectations. Someone told me once in a training session where she was doing the training that expectations were simply preconceived resentments. I'm going to let that sink in for a little bit and say it again. Expectations are preconceived resentments. What that said to me, and still does, that that person who said it felt frequently let down by others. I don't agree that expectations are preconceived resentments. Now, they can be if, one, they're not communicated or communicated clearly, or two, they're unrealistic. But if you're really clear and you communicate and you're realistic about your expectations and you share that with others, then if they don't do what you've expected of them to do, then that is probably a deeper conversation, possibly a bigger issue. It's not because you shouldn't have expectations. We all do. Companies are run on expectations. We just call them goals and objectives, but those are expectations. Saying that it's a preconceived resentment simply means there's been a failure to communicate or to be realistic. Here's an example even of having expectations of yourself. You probably do this every day. Look at your to-do list. Is it reasonable? Is it realistic? If it's too long and therefore probably unrealistic, you won't get it all done. And now you've let yourself down. You feel bad about yourself because, and this is what's really bad, you've set yourself up for failure. It's impossible to get that all done. And so you could say, in being unrealistic about your to-do list, you set up an expectation and there's going to be resentment toward yourself for not getting it all done. Feeling like a failure, you should have been more disciplined, why didn't you get this all done? Other people seem to be more productive, what's your problem? That is because it was unrealistic. So if you get into this mode of whether you're going to manage expectations with yourself or with others in the workplace and at home, with your colleagues, with your people you supervise, maybe even with your own supervisors, your spouse, your children, friends, and you say, here's my expectation. Of course, your language could be different. Here's what I am hoping that happens by the end of today or by the end of the month, or here's where I'd like to see us be at this point in time. That's an expectation. When you frame it that way, here's what I'd like. Here's what I'm hoping for. You're setting up an actual conversation and discussion. Instead of being dictatorial and saying, this will be done this way by this date, That's an expectation for sure, but it certainly does not leave any room for discussion and other options. 
I've talked before about how we can only see 180 degrees, including our peripheral vision. We can't see the entire 360 degrees. That's why it's helpful to be part of a team, because everybody brings their different experiences and their viewpoints, the way they think, the way they process the world, their particular brand of creativity, their strengths, their zone of genius, all of that, so that you get a much more full 360 degree view. Same thing with managing expectations. Have that conversation instead of the declaration of this is how it will be. And you'll find that the expectations can truly be managed. The other thing that I want to point out, going back to that example of your personal to-do list, is if you just put everything, here's everything I'm going to get done today, and of course it's unrealistic, and then you feel like you haven't been productive or you feel like a failure because you've only gotten half of the things done, what if instead you looked at what are the top two things or top three things I need to get done today? And maybe on a separate list that isn't on your desk or on your phone or in your, in your calendar is for when I have extra time. To, this is the overflow list. I like that. Have an overflow list that's not part of your daily to-do list. And if you only have one, two, or three things that you must get done, because those are your top priorities, you're under-promising and over-delivering, and you feel successful. So now what if you take that same idea in working with your team and setting realistic goals, also called expectations, for the team, whether that is for the week, the month, the 90-day, quarter, whatever it might be. Now, there's also something called stretch goals, but those are usually titled stretch goals. Here's, here's the objective, here is the expectation that is realistic and reasonable that we should be able to meet in this time frame. Now, a stretch goal, to make it even better, would be this but make it very clear the difference between the main standard realistic goal or expectation and the stretch goal. Don't make the stretch goal what everybody is striving for. Strive for what's realistic. So think about how can you set someone up for success? How can you set up your team members, your family members, your spouse, your partner to underpromise and overdeliver? Are your expectations reasonable? Are you communicating them clearly? And now here's something to say about communicating them clearly. Just because you've said the words, I want this done by five o'clock this Friday, and that seems pretty clear to you, did that get received? in the way that you meant it to be received. So communication is a two-way street, just like about everything else I talk about on this podcast. Communication is a two-way street, which means one person 
is expending words and attaching meaning to them. And the other part of that street is that the other person is receiving them and receiving the meaning in which they were conveyed. How do you do that? It means you have to check in. You might need to say, all right, repeat back to me what I just asked for. And if they say you want such and such done by 5 p.m. this Friday, seems like it's probably been communicated clearly and effectively. That also, again, opens up the discussion because if as the other person is saying that and they realize, except I have a three-day training session this week, I'm going to be out of the office, I'm not going to be able to get it done by Friday at 5 p.m., do we have any wiggle room on this? Then you get to have that conversation. But if you just say, oh, it needs to be done by Friday at 5 p.m., and there's no opportunity for any kind of exchange of information, then again, your request, which seemed clear and realistic to you, may not have been received that way. So some things to take away from this conversation with me, even though, unfortunately, in this realm, it is somewhat of a one-way street. But you can make it a two-way street by reaching out and telling me your thoughts, by the way. Back to here's what I'm hoping you take away. Expectations are absolutely appropriate to have as long as they are communicated, they are clearly communicated, and they are realistic. The only time that they're going to become preconceived resentments is if they're not communicated and they are unrealistic. I also want you to take away that idea of communication as a two-way street and being able to open that dialogue in setting expectations so that you move away from the tyrannical dictatorial manager to more of a let's do this together atmosphere environment. I hope you have found this helpful. Again, I invite you to enter into the conversation with me over on www.theshulergroupllc.com and let's get that conversation going. Until next time, may you thrive.